Today, it's Edwin's Monday Evening Property Rant. Hello again, it's Martin North from Digital Finance Analytics, one that is post covering finance and property news with a distinctly Australian flavour. And it's Monday evening and Edwin's with me. Hi Edwin, how are you doing? Martin, how are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it's all changed and now people are saying the Fed won't put the interest rate up. Can you believe it? Oh, of course we can, come on. Oh, what uh, I, we keep on saying, well, watch till the banks start changing the uh, lending policies as well. The fix was always in, Martin. The fix was in in 2019 before the pandemic. The pandemic rescued a lot of industries, predominantly the real estate industry, but uh, the real estate agent industry itself and the agents themselves are back to where they were in uh, uh, 2019 in, in a lot of pain. But with regards to uh, the, the the property prices and and everything else, look, it's coming in from uh, left uh, left right up and down from it from everywhere the fix was always in do you think do you i mean we how long have i been saying do you really honestly believe that any government in the world wants the property market to crash no because most of the economies are uh, are held up by the uh by, by the property markets uh, around i mean similar stories are uh, you know are being narrated now in uh, in 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 america and and watch them i know i know canada's had a bit of a uh, bloodbath but but our market is uh in my opinion uh has been and is too small to too small not to not to have those fixes yeah well this is interesting because of course the um three bank failures over the last few days have really changed the atmospherics in the u.s quite significantly and uh, of course um the Fed and the Treasury in the US have announced they're going to effectively secure all the depositors from those uh, particular uh, failures and uh, launch a term funding facility that allows other banks to access liquidity if needed if they get into difficulty. So <laughs> once again, taxpayers come to the rescue of the banking system. Dusty has a different story. Dusty tells me what really happened was, I mean, these are just rooms, right? These are just rooms. <laughs> This is just Dusty's room, so I don't know how true they are. So, I, I mean, Dusty just uh, told me over the weekend it's because uh, Megan and Harry had some uh, had all their life savings in um, in in the bank uh, SVB, and, and they made a call to the White House and say, "Hey, listen, we can't afford to to let uh, Harry's just launch the book, but yeah, the royalties haven't come in yet. Come on, you got to yeah, come on, you got to do something about this." That's that's the story I heard. Yeah, well, it could be. It's interesting, of course, because they also have outliers in the UK, where the um, chancellor over there has said uh, they're not going to bail out depositors, but um, maybe the London operations will be bought by another bank. And in Australia, in fact, a number of uh, high-tech shares here, like Life360, dropped significantly today on the back of the fact that they had exposures too. So this is actually... Whilst it's a relatively significant failure, um, and you know, we're near as big as the biggest that we've ever had, I guess, but it's still pretty large. And I think the ramifications could be there for some time. But once again, central banks step up, step out, and say, "Don't worry, we'll fix it for you." Yeah. My, my question is, and this is what Dustin and I'll be talking about over the weekend, is um, let, let, let's change the name for you know, the Silicon Valley Bank to. Um, to uh, Green Pastures Bank 
or uh, the you know, Ranchers Bank or something like that, would, would, would the government have stepped in? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes you wonder. But, you know, they had particular exposures to crypto and to startup companies. And some of the um, organisations who had uh, significant exposures were very large organisations with large cash flows but no profit of course because a lot of these startups are actually you know not yet in profit generating mode so they're absolutely reliant on those uh, flows of funds and when the funds were turned off um, that would have created huge issues so there was a risk of significant contagion but there are other banks probably too because the root cause issue as to why these banks got into difficulty was to do with the higher interest rates and the bond rates and the cost of funds uh, that the banks were being squeezed over. So um, I don't think we've seen the end of this yet. And uh, I have this sort of nasty sense of Washington Mutual at the start of the global financial crisis. Washington Mutual was the first entity to fall over. Um, it took 18 months or so for the whole you know, domino set to fall over. Um, I'll be watching this quite closely because it could well be that we'll see more failures down the track. And of course, like last time, uh, we have central banks marching to the rescue and politicians saying, no, don't worry, everything's fine, folks. Nothing to see here. Move on. Eden Chalmers said it. So uh, we'll just wait and see, shall we? Uh, yeah, well, yeah, that's right. But uh, the, the, the easy fix is just bring more, more migrants, more uh, skilled labour force and, uh, and just keep piling it on. Uh, mm. we got a lot of but we got a lot of space. <laughs> and, and, and a lot of Indians coming, by the look of it. Yeah, the Indians are coming. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just one of those one of those things, Martin. It's just, look, uh, Alba's got this. But then, look, a lot of people are saying, you know, he's found a new love affair with India. But uh, we were talking about this, if you recall, uh, when Perate was went over to, uh, to do that tour of uh, J Japan, South uh, South Korea, India, and Malaysia. Uh, back then, we, you and I were talking about look, the, the, what. Yeah, okay, he's he's going there. Uh, um, you know, our, our, our mate Dom's there because uh, you know, he wants to bolster relationships. But at the end of the day, it was always that fix. It was always that you know that uh, in the back of their minds, how to save the how to save the market, how to how to uh, make the uh, PR pathways a lot easier. Uh, you and I uh, were bringing this out in 2019 when the uh, when the, the um, uh, permanent residency pathways uh, for migrants were, were were changed back in 2019. You and I were talking about this, and we and we were talking about the ramifications moving forward. We were talking about the changes to the uh, to to what uh, under the um, under the legislation what what is deemed to be regional, and we talked about how Wollongong, Newcastle, and and, and all of Perth. Uh, got regazetted or reclassified as being uh, re regional, and therefore, if you applied to those to a regional area, you got extra bonus points. I mean, the fix was always in Martin. This is the thing. This the 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 the, the property market construction had to move on. The unfortunate thing right now is what's been what's been playing out is the challenges that uh, that that the construction industry is facing right now because of the changes to the uh, uh, you know to the to, to the building standards, to the new NCC, and, and soon uh, to come uh, uh, BASICs, you know, changes to BASICs uh, and, and the ramifications around there. And given the fact that there's been about, over the last 12 months or so, there's been about some like 1,200 uh, construction companies go under and, and more will continue to go under because of, uh, you know, what we saw with supply chain issues, with uh, uh, issues around the... Um, uh, getting the, uh, the the workers and the like, so we've we've you know 
there has to, you know, something has to come of it. But meantime, meantime, and again, you and I have said this for how long, we are going to see um, tent cities, we're going to see caravan cities pop up before any of this shit can truly be fixed. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, there is no real fix. It's um, all keeping the ball uh, in the air just slightly further and knocking it down the road. But uh, I have to say, I rather love this particular one. That, <laughs> uh, you know, the old room-letting scam, uh, sorry, opportunity. Yeah, well, then there's a new one. There's a new one. Now, uh, yeah, they, look, by the way, these are, this is stuff that, that Dusty... These are these are conversations that Dusty's been overhearing, you know, because she she gets she's got a front seat there at Parliament House. So the new one there is the uh, more hot betting for uh, uh, for for good old Albo, I guess, and uh, for all the politicians. Um, look, it's interesting that the uh, as much as I joke around, but you start looking at the demographics of the, the type of people that are becoming that are going to be coming. These are these are families that will be coming with money, not a lot of money, but it's going to take them anywhere between one to two years to save up a good deposit in order to move in. But in the meantime, look at the rental squeeze. And, and it's a type of demographic that will live in, in uh, will share uh, a house, will will share a rent. And this is where, where, where as much as a lot of people talk about, oh, yeah, there's a rental ceiling, that bullshit. There is no real rental ceiling in Sydney anymore because it, it's open slather whilst the regulators aren't out there policing and whilst New South Wales, particularly Sydney, does not have a minimum standard uh, housing policy in place and in check, I'm not just talking about you know, in place, but it, but also in check, meaning unless fair trading is really funded to go out and, and, and police all these rentals, you know, Nothing's really going to change, Mark. But then where do you put all these people? This mm. is the, the, the question that always we come back to. Where do you place them? I say if you've got access to caravans or you've got a bit of cash under your, your mattress, go and buy some caravans, park them in the backyard because they're going to be very, very valuable in three to six months' time. Absolutely. Well, we have too many people, not enough places, and, uh, you know, the affordability is crazy. I was looking at my surveys again today, I'm seeing a lot of people in the um, renting sector who are being forced to pay up just to stay put. And it's a simple equation. You either pay up or you quit. And there's nothing to stop them actually being forced out at the moment. And uh, there might be some changes later in the legislation, but it's pretty bad at the moment. So a lot of people are saying, I've got no choice because I know I can't get anywhere else. And so I'm just having to pay and pay through the nose, and uh, that's putting a lot of extra pressure on a lot of households too. Yeah, you've got the you, you've got people, households that uh, again. For how long have we been talking about the fact that uh, there's a lot of households out there that are not only doing with one less meal a week, they're doing with one less meal a day, uh, and they, they, they've been cutting back on, uh, on 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 you know food with with substances and, and of nutritional value. Uh, you know, to the extended family, to the to the rest of the kids, in order to in order to 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 pay the rent, in order to pay the exorbitant prices that are now coming in by way of uh, energy bills, and we're going to see uh, a lot more of that. So yeah, you know, and then look, I, I admire the likes of the the the, the you know, the uh, CEO of um, Yellow Brick Road, the Mark Borises and, and the like, but I admire what they've done over, over time. But for them to go out and start saying, oh, just all up, just all up, and, you know, and, and where, the, where, where the hell do they go? Mm. You know, I almost, I almost spoke French then, but where the hell do they go? 
Martin, where, 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 where the F do they go? I mean, do they go and, and, and uh, put a tent up in his backyard? There's nowhere to go. There's nowhere to go in terms of uh, the, the, the Sydney region. Yes, further afield, I've, I've noted the changes that I've seen in the regional areas where rents have actually come down uh, because people have, they can't find work, small businesses are closing down. You've been talking about the banking uh, the, the, the banking uh, sector, how they've been closing the branches. You close the branches down in these regional towns mm. and you've, you, you've choked uh, the small um, the small business community you, know, you you've taken the life you know the lifeblood the, the lifeline away and, and where where do people go where did the young people go to get a job where where did the young people go to that, that are trying to make you know uh, add to 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 the uh, to the to the pool of funds uh, to you know to keep to have uh, uh, you know an enjoyable life a a decent life a uh, lifestyle or, or you know to to assist uh, a single parent, uh, you know, be it that, uh, to, to, to just pull some of the, the extra money that they would make on the weekends because of, you know, uh, you know uh, they, they get a part-time job. These small, these small towns uh, are going to be ghost towns. And, and, yes, rents are going down in there and rents have been going down also in, in the mountains region from the, uh, from the mid-mountains mid on uh, because, again, uh, because people don't want to, there's that push for businesses to, uh, for the workers to move back to to the offices. Uh, so, and and the finding of the commuting um, is hard. So, yeah, all these things are going, they're going to be playing out. But yet, yeah, but the governments, with state and federal, their, their idea, their their answer to our problems is just bring more migrants, bring more people in. <laughs> we know we already we're already trying to cope with all the people that. That are leaving uh, leaving Melbourne and coming back from uh, from the sleepy town of Queensland, we're already coping with that. And look, and also we're already coping with 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 the people that unfortunately have been caught up in uh, in the in the natural disasters, uh, you know, north, south, east of um, you know, of Sydney, uh, in you know, within within New South Wales. Uh, but I, I don't see anything uh, substantive being done by the state and the people. No, I agree. A um, lot of talk but no action. And uh, frankly, the uh, quality of the discussion in the New South Wales um, election campaign so far on these issues is um, close to zero, right? So there's a few little um, dog whistle politic conversations, but really nobody's got any solutions to this. There's promissory notes. There was promissory notes that uh, by the time a toddler ends up in, uh, you know, uh, leaves uh, uh, tertiary education, they'll have $8,500 in the bank account by way of government contributions. I mean, that, that's, that's why that's our mate Dom's promising, isn't he? Mm, I mean, absolutely. It, it, give it to them now. This, this is because they're not going to have any form of livelihood. Uh, you know, they're they're going to be uh, malnutrition. They're going to be, uh, you know, uh, have all sorts of forms of sicknesses because of because of uh, the the yeah the the the, uh, the aspect of bad food and and bad, bad health in your in those years of primary years of, of development. Give it to them now, for God's sake. This is this is what they needed now. Not not in in uh, what uh, by, the, by the time they get to leave uh, uh, tertiary education. By the time they were uh, twenty one, yeah, uh, no. you know, in, in, in eighteen thousand. In a, look. Let's move forward to that to that to that date, right? 
um, I'm sure we're going to get some sort of uh, uh, government um, uh, policy coming in that that's going to be taxed at 50% anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm sure they'll find a way. Yeah, <laughs> let's let's move on to talk about the numbers because, well, you know, there's a few things happening, I suppose. Um, here's Sydney. Um, this is uh, the 6th of March, 16737. And we roll forward a week to the 13th of March and 17039. So a small rise. Not a lot. Not a <laughs> lot to, to, to make a significant impact and not a lot uh, given the fact that if 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 there is a pause or if we're only going to be moving forward incrementally by way of rate rises um you know i mean look look day now i uh but you know uh, you've even uh, you, you've mentioned on the uh, on the previous shows that uh you know the, there was a time where people were were, were talking about a, a a pause a potential pivot at the end of 2023 uh anyway so, so look at the end of that if the numbers don't crank up to uh to 7000 pre-stand sorry 10000 pre-standing homes uh which is only two and a half thousand more than what we've got listed on market at the moment in the Sydney region and at least 10000 apartments look there's no stopping the, the the FOMO that's out there what we see north south east and west in the Sydney region and and you know uh, up to the uh, up to Penrith, uh, when we're out there, when the team's out there looking for properties, uh, properties with clients, uh, and also talking to real estate agents. I mean, there's there's a lot of homer. and if we're moving now into the colder months uh, of the year, so um, you know, and hence the reason why I'm not wearing a jacket. I'm a bit cold uh, here in the in, in the studio. Uh, Dusty and Evan never abandoned me. They're up, uh, over the other side, cuddled up, uh, and you know. Thing, things are going to get cold and things are going to get miserably cold and bleak for the real estate industry if we don't see a lot of uh, a lot of numbers come on market in order for for transactions to proceed again we go back to the the, the discussions that that we've been having and the chats that um, that we've been having off off here as well uh look just talking to to uh, a colleague of mine that has a very very big mortgage uh, mortgage book um and you know the, the, the people that are uh, that, that are suffering the most are the first-time buyers that come into the market with your five and ten percent over the last two to three years. I mean, they're in absolute, uh, they're in a mess, they're in a lot of a lot of strife. Most of them are in the western suburbs. But uh, as I said to her uh, uh, earlier this afternoon, I said, "But Kim, where do they go? Where do they go if they're forced to sell? If they're going to sell? I mean, the the." Uh, Mortgage stress is one thing, delinquency is another, and and then yeah, mortgage in possession. Yeah, there's we know that there's a big uh, lag in between. But in the meantime, even if they do want to sell, they've got nowhere to go, Martin. There is just absolutely nowhere to go. And she says, well, they've got to go regional. Who's going to pull up stumps? Even if they bought a even if they bought a property in Marsland Park or or Leppington or uh, or, or out at yeah Whoop Whoop, um, in in and, and what you're going to pull up stumps and then what move where? Uh, yeah, beyond Bithka, uh, or, or 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 beyond Goulburn. Where, where do you go in order to uh, house your, your small family? No, it's a big, big, big problem. And as you say, if you go too far out, then um, you just create a whole bunch of other issues. Um, Melbourne is interesting. Well, actually, of course, they had uh, the long weekend this weekend, but on the thirteenth. 26,609, and if we compare that with the previous week, 26,048. So, you know, a little move, but really not a lot. 
Well, but look, when you look at that, you, you've got 600, 600 properties almost come on mm. um, uh, on a re- and they've been coming on on a regular basis, whereas Sydney's only been going even at, at less than half the pace. Uh, but I, I said it that uh, you know, we could potentially see Melbourne hit the 30,000 mark uh, you know, well into, into, um, into winter. Um, and it's, it's going to be, you know, uh, how, how many listings are going to be on market come spring, uh, mm. whereas I'm still of the opinion that uh, we're going to get a, 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 another retreat in, in listings and we could basically we could go, go down to 2021 figures for, uh, for Sydney because of the rental squeeze, because uh, people are going to wake up, uh, you know, homes, regardless of how much pain they're in, regardless of how much pressure the banks are in, look, uh, and I, and I say this anecdotally, uh, uh, talking to this mortgage broker and, and, and other people that I've been talking to as well in the legal fraternity, look, they're looking, a lot of people are looking for ways to really save off the, the, uh, uh, the, the banks taking possession. So at the moment, it's still a voluntary process. Yes, they are being pressured uh, by the banks. Yes, they are having, but because they've got nowhere to go and, and it's, a, it's a huge change it's a huge culture shock to the to the kids to move them we're, we're not talking about moving we're not talking about moving from castle hill to winston hills or from castle hill uh to uh let's say you know king's Langley. we're not talking about you know a, a move that uh that that we had to do the culture shock that was for us when when my parents split up and we have to move from uh from gladesville to you know to 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 busby uh, I mean, that was a shock. That was a shock. We're not even talking about those sort of moves. We're talking about moves outside of the Sydney uh, metropolitan area for, you know, for if you want to live the same type of lifestyle by, by, you know, by paying the same amount of uh, you know, outlay that you may have. But it's, so it's, a, it's going to be a huge culture shock. But so what we're talking about and the discussions that we'd be, we'd be having of late is how people are going to uh, look at ways and lawyers are gearing up to assist people uh, to look at ways to basically you know, uh, take the banks on and, and hold, them at, hold them at bay. And my suggestion to her was, look, given the fact that the fix is in, I can't, uh, I can't uh, 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 discard the fact that um, the banks were going to just change the policy and, 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 you know, and, and stretch the loan, the loan, uh, the year like you and I have been talking about, uh, you know, give them reprieve. It's almost like going to be a pseudo, a pseudo uh, government. Um, uh, yeah, the, the the stay on uh, mortgage repayments like we had during the pandemic and the in the, in the uh, lockdowns and so forth. So, something similar to that, but to the point where where they're you know, you know whether it be fifty percent what they pay now, or whether it be seventy five percent. But there's going to be some sort of uh, you know some sort of uh, give and take because even the banks can't afford to. Yeah, for the market to drop any more than it already has. But we're already seeing places in Sydney where it's defying gravity. And some of the areas that uh, we've been looking into for clients, with clients, uh, where we are, we could honestly say we're back to 21, you know, very close to 2021 prices, where the panic was on, where the farmer was well and truly on, where we got listings on market below 5,000 for freestanding homes. Now, if the if the freeze comes in, like back in 2020, I dare say that the panic's even going to be uh, a lot worse this time around because all the people that have been waiting 
uh, on the sidelines, there's a lot, of, in my opinion, there's a lot, hell of a lot more demand for property now than there was back in 2021 and 2022. That's just my my on the ground call, uh, and I'm not saying that it's for you know across the board in Sydney, but I can see certain suburbs, and there are other suburbs that are acting totally different. Two weeks ago, there was 14 properties on market, and today there's 36 properties on market. Yeah, well, it goes back to what we see saying. You've got to look locally because, uh, you know, you can't to define the whole of Sydney as one trend. There's lots of different trends there. Um, Brisbane, of course, is also interesting insofar that, uh, well, on the 13th, we had 4743, which is a drop um, compared with the 6th when it was 4770. So hmm, interesting there that Brisbane is um, looking as though it's uh, shrinking slightly. Yeah, it's uh, look uh, again. It's uh, w w what they do up there when they finally wake up. Uh, you know, who knows? It's just one. Of those <laughs> <laughs> what do you <laughs> say? Have <laughs> <laughs> I had a cup of coffee before? Have <laughs> the agents had their cup of coffee before uh, I took a screenshot of the numbers? I don't know. Uh, it's yeah. Look, it, it's steady as she goes. I, mm. I don't see much changes there. The 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 ones that that have been of interest. Um, that you and I've been keeping an eye on uh, for about six or a bit more now, six months or so. Have been uh, the, the the comparing the Melbourne numbers to see how the Melbourne market is yeah. is reacting or coping with all this to the to the Sydney market, and also uh, given the fact that the Melbourne market has doubled the amount of freestanding homes uh, you know, on market than than Sydney. But again, mm. it all goes back to the demographics, and all goes back to breaking those rental ceilings that. It's easier to break those rental ceilings here in Sydney than it is uh, uh, in Melbourne because Melbourne, uh, in the housing um, uh, subdivisions and that, it's it, it's more your, your your traditional renters anyway. So the in your traditional uh, rental market where where the rentals there are really capped, and this is where the investors are are being choked and are suffering because of the the rate rises, and they're going to suffer a lot more. Hence the reason why I'm calling that we will see the you know, the the, the, the properties on market for sale in the in the uh, Melbourne, um, you know, in the Melbourne uh, region, uh, will will go beyond thirty thousand. I mean, we're, we're almost seeing almost seeing close to a thousand a week, uh, you know, you know, from uh, when listings come on, which is pretty much the first second week of uh, February. Absolutely. Well, yeah, we shall watch with interest. And uh, we might just quickly touch on the the auctions. So we've got uh, open for inspections. Well, you know, uh, last week, of course, Victoria was uh, down because of the long weekend. So uh, they've got a bit of makeup uh, this week. But um, yeah, it's not not really flash, is it? No, it's not. But there, there, there's a there's a bit of, there's a little bit of confidence. I mean, it's not. Uh, uh, Sydney's picked up a bit as well because we were in the six hundred in the mid six hundred to last week for Sydney in terms of uh, um, you know sale by under quoting. Um, but um, in terms of uh, open for inspections, uh, by Saturday we got to twenty thousand, just a little bit above twenty thousand uh, homes open for inspection in New South Wales. Uh, Victoria got to about 18,000. 18, this week is going to be very interesting to see how many open for inspections we see in Victoria, uh, because last week, although it was the it was a long weekend, uh, the Labor Day long weekend there in uh, in Melbourne, I, I soon found out. Um, you know, uh, 
then we are going, it's going to be interesting to see how many open form inspections we get. And I'll, and I'll put that screenshot up on Friday Friday evening or late at night or, or Saturday morning on there for those that follow me on uh, on my Twitter feed. I'll put it up and, and we'll get a, a comparison. I dare say that we'll probably have about 25,000, um, you know, 24,000 to 25,000 uh, open form inspections uh, in Melbourne uh, in, in, and we probably only clock the uh, the twenty thousand, which is you know about ten percent uh, short than what we were in the in the fourth quarter of twenty twenty two. Absolutely, sounds worth watching. And then we'll just look at the uh, the board. So this is the <laughs> the uh, stacked ranked um, list, and the uh, the ones highlighted. I guess they're the they're the the movers. What's under Blanktown? Well, this is the, the this is the thing, Martin. This is remember what we, we when we started tracking this or putting this uh, screenshot up. Uh, we said it was going to be interesting to see where the which which areas are going to be pushing the auctions. And typically, auction the, the auction campaigns are I want to get out quick, right? So uh, if if you see an auction campaign because they can achieve a high price or people want to get out quick. Uh, apart from the obvious that the agent wants a quick commission anyway. So uh, I'm looking at this and I'm looking at the suburbs where people want to get out quick. And then I start looking at the listings that are, that are for sale in those, in those areas and, and talking to the agents. Uh, and you know what? Uh, seven out of 10, uh, 70% of them are investors, uh, are investor-owned property that, uh, that are going to, to, to auction for these suburbs that I've highlighted because these are the suburbs in the in your you know, in your west you know southwest northwest west region uh, of sydney where where you would expect i mean it's understandable yeah you got your St. Ives, mossman's and your randwicks and our major eastern suburbs are predominantly the, the where the options are more more your cup of tea for for way of selling in traditional sales and that has been the case for uh, since i was working for lj hooker at west pennant hills back in the back in the day um yeah, about 22 years ago. I mean, it's it just the norm there for the eastern suburbs and the in the North Shore. And, uh, but but when you start seeing the western suburbs pick up and and be you know, almost at the top of the table, well, uh, I start digging a little bit more and finding out why. And it's your in, your, your investor areas where, and and again, uh, the addresses uh, will tell me uh, whether or not. Uh, the, the homes that have been put up for sale, or the or the apartments that have been put up for for sale by way of auction, whether or not they are they are in a locale in in an area where you would get the the room letters, or you know the the, the people that or the the top of homes dwellings that you could break the rental ceilings, and most of the time they they're, they're away from from there. They're more in your traditional. Um, owner-occupied type of uh, dwelling scenarios where you can't really do much to a property without the uh, nosy neighbours, uh, you know, checking what you're doing, and uh, and therefore you can't rent your garage out as a granny flat. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I certainly continue to see in my surveys the uh, property investor sect definitely um, getting more and more spooked, and uh, we've talked before about the extra legislation that's coming in which means that effectively investors have to spend more money trying to get the property uh, lettable again. And um, those obligations are putting huge pressure on households at the time interest rates are rising. And unfortunately, if you put the rent up, you can put the rent up a little, but you can't cover the costs sufficiently. So the net return after all the costs of investing in the property and managing it 
are more and more negative. So it's not surprising that people just say, well, I'm quitting. I'm, I'm actually getting out of property investing. And, you know, on average, I reckon there's about 20% less properties for investment now than there was a couple of years ago. So that's part of the supply problem. Helps to explain some of the issues with regards to the rent rises. But yeah, also... Yeah. But also why we sorry we're also why we have more investors listing trying to get out. Yeah, and 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 again I'll say this is where you're yeah uh, also you'll see this in a lot of areas where you're uh, your, your traditional investor uh, that's you know, as we call it, that's not a WeChat chatter or or uh, or, or, cat, or is catering for the room lettings or the or the hot beddings. Um, you know, they won't take it on because it's you know you, you can't you can't have those sort of dwellings being managed by a by your traditional real estate agency because it's to, you know for, for us under our license it is against the law. I mean you can flout with the law because you haven't got a you, you haven't got a license, uh, but we can't. We you know there, there's a governance over us. Uh, you know there's legislation and regulations that we have to adhere to. Um, so in those traditional areas, the the investors are. Yeah, they're they're being absolutely caned, and they can't maintain maintain those those properties. Um, and as you and I've you know, said, I, I would have we would have seen a lot more uh, downsizes and a lot more uh, investors uh, as well. Um, you know, like uh, come on the market if, if there was an alternative for mm. them as well to go to by way of uh, putting the money into something else or by uh, by way of uh, uh, selling. In, in in buying something locally, the the the, the transaction costs uh, are just absolutely horrendous, and it's become uh, cost prohibitive. What we may see, Martin, is in in many areas of Sydney, uh, if there is a a a, um, a, a very you know, a, a slowdown, or even a yeah, you know, we may not even get a rate rise next month, uh, or, or there's you know, yeah, you know, let's say. The, what's what the what the saying is going to happen with the Fed? Um, you know, uh, it sort of and and it has a similar effect here with our market. Potentially, what we could see is a is a reversal of listings on market because then uh, sellers will feel confident that um, that there'll be a lot more buyers in to pay a lot more for their properties as well. If you know what I mean, it's almost like a reverse effect, right? So whilst they're thinking and they're believing and and they're being uh, uh, you know watching and reading the the mainstream media, which is lagging and, and you know they're, they're telling that the property prices continue to to drop, well they don't want to sell. They'll sit back and wait. Uh, but if if we start seeing the narrative change uh, by by way of a, of a slowdown in rate rises or or none at all next month or whatever, and, and you know we could see a, a lot more come on. Uh, come on market, um, but that could take uh, that could take uh, two or three months uh, for that to play out as well. Um, but we're going into that seasonal time where your traditional sellers uh, will be will sit back and and opt not to uh, not to put the properties on the market because it's you know for decades it's been really not a not a uh, uh, unless you're really, really desperately wanting to sell, you don't really sell in winter. You wait until spring and everything's green and, and bouncy again. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we'll uh, watch with interest. Now, before we close, uh, you do have a little suggestion with regards to Tiv of the Week. And actually, this is a really important one at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's again, it's a, uh, uh, you know, 
uh, a revisit of, of of the of a previous seven that is secure your leases, secure your leases. Uh, you know, if you if you're halfway through your twelve month lease, or um, or you to what regardless, just go and, and ask ask for, ask your property manager uh, for for the option. Make the inquiries if you're going to go into a new lease uh, and you have secured a, a property. Just look, you know, just ask the question. Um, you know, would the landlord uh, accept an eighteen month lease or a two year lease? I mean, it's something that people really have to consider. And again, you know, it goes back to this whole thing that just because the property manager says it's going to be a six month or a twelve month, yeah, it, it's that's the 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 the, the expected. It's not. You can get a three-year lease without the intervention of a seeking special leave of NCAT. If it's more than three years, well, then you have to seek special leave and, and there are special things that are put, uh, put at play. But that's something that, um, that, the, uh, that, that the reforms are, are looking at changing as well. Mm. And uh, the renters union are looking at changing that you could get up to five, five-year term leases without, without seeking uh, uh, special approval from uh, from from Inca, and that only that that really comes back down to uh, how often you can you can expect a, a rent rise. Look, if you're in a if you if you if you believe you're a you're a triple A tenant and you're yeah you, know, you get along with your property manager and you and you get along with and your property manager tells you telling you that the, the landlord's super happy with you, uh, if, even if not. Ask for that extra extra six months. Ask for that extra twelve months to be to be put in an agreement because it is a lot easier if you have to if you have to um, negate uh, or, or break your lease because there's you know there's that's being made very, a lot easier for for tenants to walk away. And you know what? Um, it, it's easier to to walk away from that than to be kicked out and having to look and paying double the amount of money that you're paying. Uh, that you're currently paying because you have to not only uh, you know, get something that's not, not as close as what you have and not, not anywhere near where you are further away and you're paying you know, upwards of 20% more for, for something and you're placing yourself further away from where you really want to be and where your, your children want to be as well. Absolutely. Yeah, very important message there, particularly now. And uh, anybody who's uh, in the process of negotiating, just think about um, getting a longer lease. As you say, there are some parameters around it in terms of how far you can go, but uh, gives you greater peace of mind, greater flexibility as well. And uh, I think it's definitely worthwhile uh, considering that at the moment. Edwin, thank you very much. Enjoyed chatting with you as always. And uh, we will have another go next week. Oh, definitely. So I didn't know whether you're going to be around. I thought today we're just going to, you know, chew the cut and 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 and, and talk shit. But obviously, <laughs> you're going to be around, and we'll fall, you know, format it again for next for next week uh, by all means. And hopefully, you know, the world will still be here, and uh, you know, uh, the, the nukes will still stay in, uh, <laughs> you know, intact. <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what uh, the WeChat chatters do uh, next week. Everything's just still quiet on the WeChat front, but uh, again, uh, for, uh, for a lot of other stuff that you and I talk about and uh, following on from our, from the topics that we raise, you know, our followers know that to follow yourself and myself on, uh, on Twitter, because we sort of continue the stories uh, on there and yeah, we break the, you and I break the news before the mainstream even get wind of it. Absolutely, Edwin. Well, we'll try and give it another go next week. And uh, I'm sort of, sh- the studio is shrinking by the day, you know, less and less stuff 
remains but at the moment i've still got the bare bones to be able to actually still uh, record the odd show so i'm going to be doing that for a few more days but there will be a time when i'll have to turn everything off because um within a couple of weeks uh, i'll be out of here so uh, that's what we're shooting for anyway we'll hopefully catch you next week and uh, thanks for the day see ya i'll see you then martin Ciao. bye